0: juddy zach we're here episode, episode three it is episode three how about it we made it
1: we did um hello everyone Howdy. welcome back <laughs> welcome back to <laughs> Dog. uh
0: still working out the kinks um this is episode three Um, and we're, we're, we're all over. We could, you can find us on, uh, YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, scratch the hog, just search for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shall we get into it?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we had someone email us we did
0: and um, it's very exciting they they came up with uh, maybe a better name for uh, our fandom than we even had
1: I think I think they did
0: yeah they did Uh, Hogaholics love that so uh, yeah we did get an email Um, it was from Suzanne friend of the show and uh, subject line Hogaholic, Uh, and it reads, Justin and Zach, first-time writer, long-time listener, love the podcast, (laughs) exclamation mark. I was listening on my way home from our local grocery store after getting a bite to eat for lunch, aka cubed meat and cheese.
1: That Uh, is a great lunch, by the way.
0: You love like a little, a a light charcuterie board?
1: Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: A little yeah. pepperoni, little cheese.
1: Oh, uh, pff, yeah! A little pep, pep, yeah. a little pep, pep, <laughs> a little pep, pep, and some cheese. I'm all for it. Excellent. <laughs>
0: uh, and I would love to know your opinion on what items in the middle aisles of the grocery store are worth taking a minute to make yourself. Thanks, Suzanne.
1: Thank you, Suzanne, for that great and really tough question i read this um early this afternoon and i've been thinking all day about it um and it's a tricky one because there's so many different things in the middle of the aisle that i like to make more so it's just like different ingredients for me personally um you know i feel like pasta absolutely number one like center center store middle aisle thing that i go to that i like to make pasta um mandy and i always make sure we have a box of um either craft mac and cheese or Velveeta okay. shells and cheese um as an emergency like if we both just had like a really shitty day and we don't feel like cooking and we just like hate the world, we will like whip up a box of this Mac and cheese. and we'll just some, devour the whole thing.
0: Some Velveeta shells. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's, um, uh, I think for, for some, for some context, uh, when we talk about, um, how grocery stores are laid out, you often hear people say shop the perimeter, right? Shop mm-hmm. the perimeter yeah. means, um, you know, more or less non processed stuff. That's where your produce is. That's where your dairy is. That's where your meat is. Uh, not obviously, not everything on the perimeter is, um, uh, you know, deemed healthy or anything, but that's mm-hmm. sort of like a guideline. And then, like, the inner aisles are where your more processed type st- stuff is. So, mm-hmm. uh, certainly pasta um I think beans are super underrated uh per your per your hat you're wearing your beans hat today. Yes my
1: my, my bean my bean dad hat.
0: Yeah your bean daddy dad beans. hat and what about <laughs> daddy beans okay <laughs> daddy beans um and then um what about what about like you know your grains uh rice barley things like that mm-hmm. i think i love barley i mm-hmm. uh like to um make a lot of things with barley personally
1: same yeah um i Manny and i really love to substitute barley instead of rice mm-hmm. when we make risotto okay it's a really it's a really good substitute really um, does it get yeah. creamy? like if you um, it does get creamy. It does release quite a bit of starch. Um, not as okay. creamy as as risotto, um, but it's a. a I mean, if you want to call it a, a healthier option, um, I mean you're still putting, it's it's still a dish to be indulgent with. But if you mm-hmm. want something that's, I guess, you know, more whole grains, and maybe like a chewier texture,
0: then I love the texture. Of that's, that's that's what I, what I love about yeah. it. Uh I like making like a like an ever like a you know just almost like a quinoa salad but sometimes I substitute barley so it's mm-hmm. something I can keep cold in the fridge and kind of pull out it often has beans in it uh mm-hmm. lots of um uh herbs it's really good What about what yep. about uh the middle aisles uh that um you maybe uh the the junk what do you like to indulge with and in the like if it's not velvets and cheese what do you, what are you grabbing you know feeling <laughs> feeling really low mandy's out of town you know
1: <laughs> um oh man what do i what do i go for
0: i can tell you for, mine while you're thinking if you want
1: uh, yes please okay. do
0: so this is this is uh jess is out of town and uh, I am uh, just going to be bad, so I'm probably going <laughs> to go to the grocery store, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get um, like a quart of two percent milk, which I don't drink milk because I'm lactose intolerant. So we're already right. off to a good right. start, <laughs> yeah. and I'm probably going to go and get uh, Oreos or nutter butters. Oh. And I funny. am just going to stand over my <laughs> kitchen island, dunking a sleeve at a time, like into uh, milk. And then I'm going to feel terrible about myself. Really, it's really, not, really I mean, bad about myself.
1: Um, but like bad in a good way. Eh, right? Yeah. But ba- also bad <laughs> in a bad way. Also bad in a bad way. Um, so, where my mind usually goes to, and like this is a weird i mean it's not weird per se, so i uh, i love cereal like I'm a big cereal guy uh-huh. uh lately I've been trying to go more into like the healthier cereals just so I can like lose some weight, but like if I were to you know pick a cereal, it's like like oreo o's actually it's like one oreo of my o's. Cereals. oreo o's um I'll get a box of that. And maybe like if it's like around Halloween time, I'll get some Count Chocula and like those types of cereals, like sugary type cereals that like I at 37 should not be eating. I've never
0: eaten either of those cereals in my life. um,
1: They are probably going to live a lot longer than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't even know they
0: still made Count Chocula.
1: Yeah, dude. they only they used to have it year round.
0: Okay. So it's a Halloween ago. thing. Got it. Got but it now it, now it is
1: a Halloween thing, but they brought back, I mean like the Booberry and Frankenberry, those have been around forever, but they started bringing back like the really old um, like Halloween like fruit flavor, like cereal flavors, like fruit, brute. I think they brought back like fruit, like yummy mummy, which was like a 1980s cereal that they're like bringing it back. Is this only um, for
0: the holiday, like Halloween?
1: Um, only for Halloween. Yeah, unfortunately, got it. Um, but I will snack on cereal throughout the day. Like I'll have some at breakfast, a little bit at lunch, and then okay. after dinner, if I want something sweet, I'll s- like the t- a tiny bowl of cereal after dinner.
0: Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't eat a lot of cereal anymore. Uh, and that's not like I'm not knocking people that eat cereal by any means. Uh, it sort of goes hand in hand with like the. Uh, Minim- minimizing the dairy intake, um, mm-hmm. but I'm trying trying to think of like a, there were th- my two like if I think about like childhood cereal right there are two that stand out. One is Cookie Crisp, mm-hmm. and one. the other one is probably Captain Crunch. Oh. Uh, you know, and not <laughs> I, not not peanut butter. I don't think, but I uh, I actually like the plain Captain Crunch, and also the berry Captain Crunch. Why are you laughing at me?
1: <laughs> I'm learning new things about you every episode. Why? Like, like wow, I don't know anyone that likes regular Captain Crunch except for oh, now. Really? But I mean, it's there's really? nothing wrong with that. It's just like really? it's a first person.
0: Yeah. This is why we do this. We just like to learn about each other.
1: I know, and I love it.
0: That's it's so great. funny. Um, yeah, you know what uh, I hated? <sighs> Didn't? Wasn't there like a Rice Krispie treat uh, cereal? Yes, I thought that was just was horrendous. My
1: absolute, oh, dude, it was my favorite. One oh of my, my God, that was like
0: my teeth were gonna rot out trying to eat that. It was I mean, so that sweet. Ex-
1: that could explain why I have a lot of like <laughs> dental issues now. <laughs> I mean it could be that I was afraid of the dentist and didn't go that often, or it could be of all the uh Rice Crisp Retreat cereal.
0: Gotcha. But you didn't like uh Cookie Crisp.
1: No, I liked Cookie Crisp. I just okay, didn't like Cap- I didn't like Captain Crunch. None of them. Peanut butter, berry. Oh I berry, like the Captain. peanut butter. Um it's like mainly because the, the texture of the regular was just oh, yeah. so tough. It,
0: it was like, like eating glass. It would shred your <laughs> <Yeah,
1: yeah>. completely. <laughs>
0: I'm not I'm not fighting that. Yeah. It, was, it, was it was so many like bits of, of fiberglass. <laughs> you could that was probably uh, fire retardant. There's no doubt. It was it doubled as you know house insulation or something. Um
1: <laughs> asbestos crunch.
0: It was pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. I just liked yeah. cereals that you could get a lot of them on the spoon, so like <laughs> mm-hmm. fruity pebbles. Like, do you, do you oh, think, remember yeah. like how much? Like, you could load a spoon up with fruity pebbles. Oh. Like, it was just like Hell the yeah. densest cereal. Yeah. So like, those and are the it, types of things I liked.
1: Oh, and cocoa pebbles, man.
0: No, don't like it.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah, you yeah you don't like chocolate.
0: I'm not I like forgot. into like the crazy chocolatey stuff. Yeah, man, I did like fruity yeah. pebbles though.
1: Yeah, Fruity Pebbles is good.
0: There's kind of a sweet spot though, because they they were you know, like most cereals, they start out like too crunchy and then they're perfect, and then they turn into like soggy mush. <laughs> so they just I always, into the milk. I always sat there with the box and loaded up as I ate, you know, and then like by the end, you're just yeah. eating the entire box because you're not even sure how many bowls you had because you're just you know putting a little bit at a time to keep it at the right the right <laughs>
1: cereal to milk ratio. Wasn't like a serving size like a half a cup or some weird bullshit like that for cereal? But I assume like no, I, no grown adult ever follows that.
0: I vividly recall eating a box of cereal like before <laughs> in, a, in, in a day, like as a child. Like I could, I can recall that an entire box of. I mean, you couldn't even afford to do that today. No, it's so expensive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I guess back, maybe swing it back around to the questions. Uh
1: yeah, it's like I I feel like we haven't answered uh Suzanne's question at all, really.
0: The the center aisles, uh for me, I think I think the it, it's sort of the grain section. Um, mm-hmm. you know, get some barley, get some lentils. Uh yeah. I think that would be a good a good uh place to start. Um mm-hmm. and I like that because, you know, thinking about cooking uh, you, I don't even have, I don't I don't always have time to like cook lunch or something. And um, right. making a nice, refreshing salad that can be in the fridge and you can pull out is really, really good.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Ones. To think. Oatmeal, what? oatmeal is is another good one. Um, oats. Yeah, oats for sure. I feel like the, like there's a lot you could do with oats. Um, yeah. The yeah. one thing that I would love to do with oats is like experiment like on the savory side of things with oats. Make like savory oatmeal and not so much like sweet oatmeal.
0: Okay. You know? Tell me more.
1: I uh I mean, I like, I don't know. I I need to look more into it. It's just the other day I was thinking because I, I, I had my little bowl of oats for, for breakfast and I was thinking, you know, I, I only eat oats, whether it's in like cookies or for breakfast it's, it's always in like a sweet application and mm-hmm. why can't oats be in like a savory application
0: what well can i you, also like, think can you do it? i also think that oats um they're they're often a substitute uh for like a healthier option dessert that never tastes good you know what i mean they're like oh mm-hmm. don't worry just don't use flour use a bunch of oats and you get like this weird dry dense hockey puck of a thing that's like not edible Right. But for some for some reason, it, people make it because they saw it on TikTok.
1: Uh, that's that's <laughs> another topic for another day. And I was even thinking about that today while thinking of stuff to talk about. And now I'm just going on a tangent. Is like uh, disastrous, okay. like TikTok uh, recipe videos. But we will revisit that later. Yeah.
0: I when I'm in a worse mood, I think we can we can really <laughs> yeah. go off on those. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah um yeah definitely pasta beans grains absolutely um it's because i feel like you have more control with those things and they're not as um yeah they're not super processed um there you could do like a wide variety of things with them Mm -hmm. um and then uh, also just depends on how adventurous you want to be um you know You want to try something new, try some lentils, like get some dried lentils, um, you know, make like a a lentil chili or shakshuka or something Mm. like that, Um, which we had a lentil shakshuka last week or the week before, and it was it was delicious.
0: Red or green lentils? Green. Okay. nice.
1: Yeah, I think I prefer the green over the red personally. Why is that? Better texture.
0: Yeah, I always felt like the red ones are a little bit harder.
1: Mm-hmm. They're a little bit smaller, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what What? What else have you been up to this week since we last talked? Um,
1: well, Mandy and I made a, a really delicious meatloaf yesterday.
0: Oh. Yeah. yeah.
1: We haven't had meatloaf uh, in a very long time. And I, you know, wanted to make something, you know, different than just a tightly compact slab of meat. So I found a a recipe on Serious Eats by uh, Kenji Lopez-Alt. And it was a really interesting recipe. Um, It was really good, really moist, really...
0: Stop using words like moist, but yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. How many times did I I say moist? Like probably like a few times, maybe. Um, You said
0: something last week and you were, that was also a little cringy, but that's fine. Go ahead. Oh,
1: okay. Sorry. All right. I'll I'll just keep a list of words, not of what not to say. No. Um, But it was, it was, you know, really tender, I guess is a, you know. To say for meatloaf, because sometimes Mm -hmm. a meatloaf could be like really dense and like dry and tough, Um, Mm -hmm. but it was super tender, super juicy. Um, It called for ingredients like mushrooms. Marmite was another ingredient. Two of those, like both of those I didn't have on hand, so I had to substitute like Worcestershire sauce sauce, um, just for that umaminess. And -hmm. then also called for anchovies. Which I had to substitute for anchovy paste, um, but it was really good. Like loved it, and we're planning to make um, meatloaf sandwiches sometime this weekend. Meatloaf
0: sandwich. I was gonna. I was hoping.
1: Like for me, <laughs> I do like meatloaf, but it's about the sandwich the
0: next day. You know. Oh, absolutely. Cheddar, ch- cheddar cheese on that mm. meatloaf sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What um, was it? Did, so. Um, did you like grate an onion into it or like what were, what were some of the other ingredients sort of helping it stay moist?
1: <laughs> so what I did was, um, and I usually, I typically use this technique for meatballs where I'll take breadcrumbs and I'll soak them in milk for mm-hmm. a few minutes and mm-hmm. then I'll incorporate that into the meat and that really helps to make it nice and moist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, make it super tender, super juicy. Um, so I I did that for the meatloaf. But then I also um, processed in a food processor, um, garlic, carrots, onions, and celery uh, to a really fine, like, um, like dice, I guess you could say. Saute that into a pan to really reduce it down and then mix that into the meat which was pork and beef along with some parsley um and then also the worcestershire sauce and the anchovies just kind of mix that all together bake it in a pan and then halfway through you actually flip it onto a lined baking sheet and then you take the pan off and then you bake it some more and then you brush it with a glaze and you know put it back in the oven and keep glazing until it creates a nice caramely, sweet, beefy loaf of goodness.
0: Was it, so you weren't like slathering ketchup on this thing. It was like a more refined glaze.
1: Oh no, it was, it it was ketchup and brown sugar and, and um, excellent cider vinegar, uh, and black pepper.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I love meatloaf. Um, but to your point, yeah, sometimes it sucks uh and if if you haven't like made meatloaf for the sandwiches the next day like you just need to do it it's it's one of the best leftover sandwiches
1: well i will be sending you pictures of my meatloaf sandwich um
0: i love it when you talk to me like that
1: (laughs) and and for all of our listeners i will post it on our instagram
0: some of the first content real food content love it
1: (laughs) real food content It's happening. It's coming. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Excellent. So what did you make so far this week? Yeah. So it was, it's been kind of a a
0: fun week. Um, This weekend we had a fondue party at (gasps) uh, my, uh, what? Yeah. So uh, my, my wife Jess and I went over to uh, my brother and sister-in-law's house and uh, my cousin or boyfriend came over and we had many fondues, many of them. So Detail. many that we were, we were blowing circuit
1: breakers from all the fondue pots <laughs> fondue te- fondue. Tell me about this party. Yeah. Um, so we,
0: it was, it was, it was epic. There were two broth fondues. So we did a beef, uh, broth and a chicken, uh, sort of broth. Um, and then we did two cheeses. So like a kind of a classic uh, fondue cheese and a beer cheese. Mm. And then we also did a chocolate fondue for dessert. And then all of the um, (laughs) Dippins. So we had uh, like a thinly cut uh, kind of ribeye, thinly, thinly cut chicken, uh, all the vegetables. Um, geez, what the hell? Uh, pot- uh, roasted potatoes. Um, man. man, it was, it was, the table was full of, of, uh, fondue stuff. And, uh, uh what are those called? Um, we plugged the, all the multi plug outlets, like surge protectors. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what though. Um, we stunk. It's, it was like, we were at a meat spa. Like the, I, just, <laughs> I stunk like beef. Like it was just like <laughs> embedded in me. It's <laughs> like I was just at a steam bath of meat. <laughs> but it was fun. It was super fun. It was good. Um, what else? Oh, and then this week, um, I made ch- I made chili. I made chili this week. I was really in the mood mm. for chili, and I try. I actually tried a new recipe. Um, t- so I feel like I've been honing and tweaking my chili recipe for uh years truly years 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 <laughs> years years, and uh I, i've made it with like all different types of meat uh so i made it with no meat i, I you know it sort of is a as a versatile kind of chili recipe but my usually i make chili and it's it's good and then the next day it's really good right like that's typically how it kind of works and right i usually cook it And it's pretty involved. It takes a long time. I chop a lot of vegetables. I chop, you know, a lot of onions, a lot of peppers, all different types of peppers, cook them down. Like it was a whole thing. So I was like, man, I really want to try something different. I want to do something a lot simpler. And I see if I can get as much or more flavor. And Mm -hmm. uh, I have to say, like the simplified chili recipe is really good. And it was ready in like 20 minutes.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, um, it was quick. What, what spices do you put in your chili? Well,
0: well, let me, let me, let me get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: I'm jumping ahead of myself.
0: Yeah. So, uh, his, b- before I would not, if I'm, if I'm using ground <laughs> beef, uh, I wouldn't, p- uh, brown the ground beef beforehand. I would actually like cook, the vegetables add the tomatoes add whatever sort of stock or broth or beer or whatever and then i would kind of put the meat in and just cook it down because then it like creates this like really fine meat chili thing Mm -hmm. so like i'm gonna do i'm I'm gonna do the opposite of that i dumped the meat in maybe like two and a half three pounds uh started to brown it up enough not completely because i didn't want it to be some you know dry dusty crap Uh, and then (laughs) one onion and maybe like three or four loaves or three loaves, three or four, um, pieces of garlic, you know, Mm. um, you know, pretty finely, finely minced. And I did not put any peppers in like Mm -hmm. I normally do, um, Usually I get like a jalapeno, I get a bell. Sometimes cubanellas, sometimes Fresno's, like whatever they have at the store. I'll get a combination, combination, and usually uh, put them in. But I didn't do any of that. I got two cans of green chilies. Ooh. Okay. Okay. And a large can of diced tomatoes.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right.
0: And a thing of tomato paste so Mm -hmm. uh that's pretty much uh and and obviously beans i think i did like three standard cans of beans red kidney beans or whatever so um in the pan ground beef onion garlic uh tomato paste and uh you know the the um my go-to sort of uh chili seasonings are uh Obviously, uh, ground chili powder. Um, sometimes I use smoked or like Mexican chili powder. Um, uh-huh. Maybe like a tablespoon per pound. Uh, I go go pretty heavy on cumin. Cumin. Uh-huh. Um, oregano is really good. Um, you know, obviously you're using salt and uh, pepper. Bread. I will say, like, if you. Don't have a bunch of seasonings on hand. Like chili starters are completely fine. I would just steer clear of the ones that are like, look for the low sodium ones or mm-hmm. less sodium right. because it's just easier control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, that varies honestly, whatever I'm kind of pulling out of my um, out, out of the uh, you know, spice cabinet or whatever. Um, and then a beer like one uh, in this case, I used a Modelo. Uh, mm-hmm. one beer, yeah, and I cooked it. And mm. once like everything was cooked and hot, it was really, really good. Um, I will say I did uh, what I usually do for my tacos, uh, which was uh, sour cream, lime juice, and a couple chopped uh, chilies and adobo that I mixed together in like this crema, and I dalloped, uh dalloped that on top.
1: Oh that's a hefty chili my friend
0: it was dead it's but i was so amazed by how much more flavor i got out of that than i would normally get from like the much more labor intensive longer cooking process It's it was crazy it was crazy yeah yeah
1: um wow that's really interesting
0: mm-hmm. um
1: the and the, the first re- the first recipe that you were talking about not browning the meat quite surprising yeah um, you know like, tell I me stopped me more doing about
0: that. that why did I start doing that um yeah so I, I, my my old boss uh when I were uh, who was a chef um when I was working at sucre uh, in New Orleans um he sort of suggested doing that Uh, I think because like people do have a tendency, I will say people have a tendency to overcook and over brown um, ground beef and it gets like Mm -hmm. a very unpleasant texture and Mm -hmm. it not only gets a very unpleasant texture, but like if you cook it in these big clumps and you get these like big weird clumps of like not super flavorful food and Mm -hmm. it works like putting it in at the end completely works. Obviously you just need to cook it and make sure it's fit through. Um, and it gives you like a kind of a different chili texture because uh it's it becomes much more uh fine and throughout the throughout the chili um i don't know if browning your meat a little bit creates a ton of flavor in the grand scheme of things though when you're Making chili, like I don't mm-hmm. think that's what the difference was. To be honest, um, I don't know what it was, but it was so mm-hmm. much better than uh, what I typically make. I do think that canned chili, um, uh, you know, the canned green chilies, are a good uh, go-to for putting in most, almost anything. Really, they're kind of a
1: nice right. little weapon to put in your food. Yeah, um, I would say yeah. You hardly get a lot of flavor from from just those alone. Um, yeah, but I usually put that, those in the other ones too. Oh really? That's yeah. so interesting to me. Um It was yeah. so good. It was so good. Yeah. I'm going to have to try the the no browning uh meat thing for chili. Well uh, I'm gonna try, you it. try. Okay. Yeah, I I'm yeah, I'm curious now. Like, um that's why I love having these conversations. We learn from each other. We'll um do. and you know, I would Definitely love to, you know, try that and see if it's better. It might be better. I might, you might have converted me. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, I browned my meat a little bit this time and it was better. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I, I, don't hey, know. We'll hey, see. I will say it, it, the one of the reasons too um, for that that I thought helped be, when you're cooking in a pot and you're making chili, you kind of run out of surface area on the bottom. So. Mm-hmm if you start with meat you you will have to take it out if you start putting a lot of vegetables in else you'll overcook your meat um or -hmm. vice versa like if you cook your vegetables you won't you'll just be steaming your meat anyway so um depending on how big of a batch you make you'll be you know taking things out if you don't just throw it in at the end so it like there's a practicality to not browning it um, if you don't think it's going to create that much flavor. Uh, But like I was not layering up vegetables like before I I would chop carrots, celery, onions, garlic, three or four different types of peppers, you know, put those in the pot. Oftentimes the green chilies, tomato paste, my uh, seasoning, even roast that and then my tomatoes would go in and then my stock or broth or beer or whatever I have on hand and then my meat and then my beans. And then oftentimes mm-hmm. I even put like co- frozen corn in or something. Right. Yeah. But this was my bed. Yeah. I'm never, I'm never going to do that again. I'm actually mm-hmm. very sad about this because I really was
1: happy about my chili <laughs> recipe. Yeah, that's the thing. Chili's just one of those recipes. I mean, you can riff on, you know, all, like every recipe you can riff on it but like chili's just one of those things you just like dump everything in a pot like yeah it it could be whatever you want and it comes out it comes out great like either way um i can't say that i've had a really bad chili unless it was like hormel canned chili which is great on like things like hot dogs
0: yeah like i'm not i'm not i'm not
1: knocking it does have purpose in life um (laughs) but yeah like i don't know chili's just one of those things um and, you know, for all you listeners out there, tell us your chili recipe. Like, what's, a, you know, a unique thing that you do to your chili that makes mm. it the best? We want to know. Yeah. We'd want to try it. Let us know. Yes.
0: Yes. Share share your chili recipe. Um, I made, uh, like, chili with chicken thighs once. And it was so good. Oh, okay. And I only ever did it once. I feel like I need yeah. to do it again. But it was one of those, like, I was riffing and I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. And it came out better than I expected. And I was like, oh, f- f- shoot. I'm never I was just it don't like, remember what I did.
1: Was it like a tomato based recipe or was mm-hmm. it like a green chili recipe? Okay. No, it
0: was, but I, I've always wanted to do like a white chili corn chicken thigh thing. I feel like that would mm. be a really and maybe even to your point, like real heavy on the green chilies, that would be really nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, with the chicken
1: thighs. Ooh. Have you ever had pozole? Uh yes. So that's almost like a type of chili.
0: It is. It is kind of like or a chili. More, right?
1: of, more of like a stew, but yeah. But that made me think of it, like with like the chicken, mm-hmm. um, and like a tomatoy based like chili sauce, throwing some hominy. Yeah, pozole.
0: That's true. That is true.
1: Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Everybody has their own version of chili in the world.
1: They do. They do. They really do. Yeah. yeah,
0: The nice thing about chicken, and this is where I think it deviates from the ground beef too, is browning chicken and getting uh, fond in the pan, and also like brown chicken um, flavor is goes a long way. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely works um, when you're cooking. Uh, I yeah. think more so than just ground beef, personally. But mm-hmm. it could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. There's yeah, no so wrong I've been, way. I've been eating chili like for the last two days. It's been good.
1: You should make some chili mac.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Some mac what and cheese of, with chili on it.
1: Or or just cook up some pasta, throw some chili on it.
0: Isn't that like a, uh, um what they do in Cincinnati? They just put chili on pasta? Maybe. I, I don't know for, for sure. I thought that was like some weird uh for all of our cincinnati listeners which i'm sure there's some um is that a thing chili on spaghetti let us know so Very when you're you, you just make some
1: pasta and you throw chili on it that's it uh yeah i mean that's an option or if you want to get fancy you know make make some mac and cheese and throw some chili on it why not okay what kind of <laughs> uh like elbows or doesn't matter Or like elbows, or um, you know fusilli, anything that really holds the
0: the big yeah the chunkiness, the the, the
1: big cheese, yeah, big cheese, little chunks of chunks of meat. Okay, I'm gonna do that maybe tomorrow
0: for for lunch. Nice, nice light chili and pasta carb. (laughs) (laughs) sleeping at my desk. (laughs) Um,
1: Excuse me, I'm. What are you? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? So I am still kind of, sorta on a non-alcoholic. Okay. So I'm drinking, um, it's a Gia spritz that I was telling you about.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You, Those. that's what we talked about those.
1: Yes. Um, these are fantastic. Um, Gia, if you want to sponsor us, that would be great. Um, this is not a sponsor or an ad. I just love this stuff a lot. Um, it's really, really good, really tasty. um, Highly recommend it. Um, if you're, you know, looking for a nice after dinner bitter aperitif, mm-hmm. I I highly recommend it.
0: So that's ready that's to ready go to right be- there in the can. You don't have to mix that re- with anything. It's Ready to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice, excellent.
0: I'm gonna have yeah. to try that stuff.
1: And they also sell it in a uh, in a big bottle that you can um, doesn't have soda in it. Um, that you could mix with sparkling water or, you know, different ingredients.
0: So it's almost like a Palm wonderful bottle where it's like a concentrate that you can make your own soda with.
1: Yep. Oh, nice. It's really good. Highly recommend it. Nice and bitter.
0: Okay. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, what else, what else do we want to cover today? We got some. We got some ideas.
1: So I really want to know about the sponge rotations, so we could talk about <laughs> bad bad habits we do in the kitchen. Yeah. Please tell me what uh, about your sponge rotation?
0: Well, yeah, you you you. Um, uh, we're talking about uh, well, some some things that maybe we don't like to share like in public and uh <laughs> specifically that happened in the kitchen and i was thinking about it and there's probably two things that stand out um and they are they kind of contrast each other. it's weird they know it doesn't make sense that i usually do this thing so um sponge rotation is one of those things i i typically have two sponges uh going uh okay. one sponge is the newer sponge that i use to wash dishes with okay mm-hmm. okay that is the, that is the new sponge uh the when that sponge becomes old it becomes the old sponge and i get a new sponge for dishes the old sponge becomes the crappy sponge that i just sop up around like you know just wipe Cut up with, okay. Oh, okay. But it's
1: like kind
0: yeah. of gross because I clean, you know, counters off with it and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I probably don't rotate them as uh, frequently as I should. The other thing that I'm not super proud of is the sheer amount of paper towels that I use. Mm.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, and
0: I have a hard time with it because I often use them because um like i'm trying to be really mindful about being clean and tidy when i'm cooking and Mm -hmm. i really care about food safety and all this sort of stuff and Mm -hmm. i don't want to clean up chicken with like the sponge that sits there you know what i mean like immediately or something right yeah yeah but I don't feel great about the number of paper towels that I use.
1: Right. Um, have you guys thought about just using um, like kitchen towels for, for most, for, for most things, but then using the paper towels just for anything that,
0: yeah.
1: you know, bacteria related that could be yeah. cross-contamination or anything like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a pile of uh, sort of like an expensive, you know kitchen towels that um i definitely use uh i'm uh, here's another but here's another you're learning a lot about me so uh <laughs> i don't use like oven mitts or anything i usually have a couple <laughs> paper towels just, barehanded. <laughs> just sometimes, bare sometimes sometimes <laughs> it happens yeah it's hot but no no but here's the thing um i'm i'm really bad at it so if you if you're in a kitchen or if you're working a professional kitchen. Like you have two towels, one hand, one towel is like stays dry and another towel can get damp and you never use the damp towel to pull things out of the oven or touch hot things because water turns to steam and it transfers heat and you burn the hell out of yourself. Like you really, if depending on how wet your towel is, like (laughs) you pull a hot pan out of the oven, (laughs) you are going to get burned. And um, I'm so bad at it. Like I'm so bad at like whatever towel I have, I grab hot stuff with all the time. And I'm just like, Oh, it's terrible. I don't put on, I don't go get the of glove. I don't put on the oven mitt. I don't get a dry towel. It's just the towel that I have.
1: See, I, I can relate to that. Um, like we do have oven mitts, but for the most part, most of the time, I just use them to, for taking things in and out of the oven. If I'm like cooking a steak on like a cast iron and I want to like baste it, I'll just take a towel, wrap the handle and yep. use that. And then yeah. sometimes I'll take stuff out of the oven with a towel. Um, yeah.
0: As long as so it's, it's not wet, that, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that, not that bad.
0: But if it's wet, like you'll, that, burn, you'll burn yourself. Well, That's the oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Wait, so you're yeah. saying
1: you, you, you pick up stuff with a wet towel all the time. Okay. Oh yeah. Because
0: because the towel <laughs> becomes the towel, and I'm like wiping things up, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm bad at keeping separate towels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it often is like the towel that is it's on my shoulder, it's on the counter, it's in the oven. You know, it's just the towel. I, I don't keep so a good track of dry towels.
1: You 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 have a Headley and Bennett apron? Am I? I right? do. Yeah, I do. So yeah. why don't why don't great, you just keep one? fantastic apron um not not a sponsorship by any means but but if you want to sponsor us we are totally up for that um why don't you just put a towel on the on the little loop on the right hand side yeah
0: um so that's a i don't always wear the apron Uh, unless I'm doing like heavy cooking Uh, in that case, I, that's a great place to put it. And uh, I try to do that as well. I do try to keep one on, on the, um, on the apron. Yeah. Good call. Good, good. I I, I think um, aprons are wildly underrated for home cooks and Mm -hmm. most people should have them. It's not just like a fashion statement. They're super practical. And Mm -hmm. even if you're not in a, uh, like a professional kitchen or something uh, they're they're great to have because like just having a pen or a Sharpie on me when I'm Mm -hmm. if if you're especially during the holiday season or you have an event or you're cooking for a lot of people like I often write out every um, not like every recipe per se but like all the ingredients that I need for that uh, whatever I'm cooking, and it's really nice to sort of have uh, uh something to take notes on.
1: Yeah, that no yeah. thermometer. Having the thermometer handy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you know that's that's super nice to have. Um, but yeah, and, and like it's to me whenever I wear it, I I feel clean and tidy. Granted, I I'm terrible at washing my apron frequently Mm -hmm. i'll Mm -hmm. go months without washing it and it looks absolutely gross but that being (laughs) said all that grossness can be on your clothes if you don't wear it and then it's just you're worried about like stuff getting on your clothes and it takes you away from focusing in on what you should be doing like paying attention to what's like on the stove or in the oven or, you know, those types of things. That's that's
0: a really good point, Justin. I don't even think I thought of it like that, but I I bet you that I cook differently if I'm wearing an apron versus I don't. And um, that's, yeah, you probably are a little bit more uh, conscious or um, like resistant to Cooking a certain way, uh, if if you're worried, like worried about getting sauce on your shirt or something,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a good. point. And it's just one, it's just one of those things that you know you really don't think about. Like if you, you you put on a nice shirt to go to work, and then you come home and then you start cooking, you might not think about it, but then as you're cooking, you get something on it, and then you're like, oh shit, I got this yeah. on my nice shirt, and then it you know kind of takes you away from, um, yeah from, you know, the, the joys of cooking and really focusing in on what you're doing. Um, that being said, like, you don't need to buy a Headley and Bennett apron granted. Mm-hmm. They are really nice, but just any apron can work.
0: Yeah, no, there's um, oh, shoot. I, I wish I, it's like chef something um, has really good aprons that are inexpensive. You can find them online and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're really high quality. Uh, and the, And they work really great and they have all different types of material uh, as well. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the name um, so what so wait what's your bad kitchen habit other than like not washing your laundry for months at a time
1: <laughs> so um sometimes I'll get into the habit like a few a few different things so I'll get in the habit of washing my knives. And instead of drying them off right away and putting them Mm. in the knife rack, I -hmm. will leave them on the drying rack overnight Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'll come back and it's like, oh, there's water spots and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff on them. So that's that's something that I'm like trying to like get out of the habit, Um, trying to. Like clean up as many dishes as I can before like going to bed, just so I can wake up to like a clean kitchen. Um, Mm -hmm. still having a hard time with that. Like, are you are you a uh,
0: let it let let the pan soak, let the pan (laughs) soak. You know, I am. Yeah, me too. No, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am too. I am too. Yeah. yeah. There's no judgment Um, here. This is safe space. Yes, safe space. I just washed my chili uh, yeah. bowl. Like I, I was letting my uh, my enameled Dutch oven, you know, soak overnight from my chili, which there's no reason to. It's you can wipe it right out, but right. you just like it, there's nothing crusted on it. It would have wiped right out. I mean, ah, I just gotta let it soak. Just let let soak overnight.
1: <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, that's just me being lazy and like mm-hmm. I've had a long fucking day. And cooked this whole thing. I really yeah. don't feel like watching this right now. It needs to soak. Yeah, it needs to soak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um. it's so another another bad weird thing that I do is um. say if I have something in the oven, or if I have something in the microwave, I have a habit of like opening it up, like when it has like one or two seconds left without it actually like riding out. And I just like open it up and like pull whatever out rather than waiting the full two seconds it's a weird thing that i noticed that i've been doing and like i don't want to you don't
0: want he- to hear you don't hear the beep or um it,
1: it's it's not even that it's like i don't want to wait two seconds so i'm just gonna pull it out now <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> like granted like, I don't, I don't yeah, it's not gonna, like two seconds is gonna make a difference but gotcha. it's just i don't know it's a more of a patience type thing, I guess you could say.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I don't know if that's like a terrible, uh, detrimental thing, but yeah, maybe that just says a lot about your, uh, weird personality or, you know, psychosis yeah. that you're working through, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. One, one of them. <laughs> uh, I should, I should have asked Mandy what she thinks my bad habits in the kitchen are just oh. to see from an, an outsider's perspective. Um,
0: Yeah, I leave I leave my knife out. Um, That being said, like we talked about, how my kitchen isn't like a really refined setup because we haven't like spent time in there because we think we're gonna, you know, renovate it or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, I leave my knife out on the cutting board. Like I'll wash it. Mm -hmm. I will dry it because I don't want it to get shitty. But uh, I just leave I just leave it out all the time, and it's kind of. Well, it's probably dangerous, but then you come in, you have groceries, you drop, you know, you dump them on the, can- mm. like you're, this thing's just getting like pushed around all the time. And that's like, probably right. not
1: a good idea. It's kind probably of bad not. Habit. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can damage it. You could dam- damage yourself, cut yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I can see that being a bad habit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do the same thing, except it's not a clean knife. It's a dirty knife
0: okay so i was thinking uh as we're talking here uh we're talking a lot about like stuff and equipment and uh one thing that before we got on i said hey jess like what should we talk about like what would be helpful like what do people want to hear and um so my wife historically doesn't doesn't cook it's not like her passion or anything, but she's starting to get into it. You know, we got this, uh, really great, uh, Jamie Oliver's new book called one. And, uh, it's so easy to follow the meals that she made in it are really good. And it's not like a tacky, you know, one pot duck, you know, throw everything in the crock pot and forget it. Kind of a book. Like it's really like teaching people how to cook and, layering flavors and it's, you know, she's kind of getting into cooking and learning how to cut and all that sort of stuff. So, um, she, she mentioned, uh, what kind of like kind of like leveling up in the kitchen, right? So if you're starting from zero, maybe you're in college or just out of college and you're just been toting whatever (laughs) random mishmash of, of stuff that you cook in, uh like where do you start um your first sort of purchase and this to be like th- we are not saying like we're going to go out and break the bank this no. is like what what tools do you want to upgrade within the budget that you can afford right
1: mhm yeah um i whew. immediately i would go to It's a toss up between knives and or pans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a good, a good, uh, you know, decent sharp knife. Um, is I would probably say, I would probably say, uh, knives. Um, just because, you know, a sharp knife is a safe knife. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you have like a really crappy, shitty knife and you're trying to cut something, you can cut yourself you know, pretty easily. Um, and, you can get like decent pans to cook with, um, you know, relatively inexpensively. Um, also, too, I, you know, I feel like it's, you know, like you said, you don't need to have the most expensive equipment yeah. to make good food. Um, I kind of feel that way about pans. I agree. Uh, like I, I if, can, if you, I yeah. can
0: cook in the shittiest pan possible, like, yeah, if, if you're camping, yeah. like, I can. If I, if I find a piece of aluminum, I can cook on that. Like I can, mm-hmm. you can make that happen. Uh, I'm with yeah. you though. I think, I think the knife, the, the knife and the, and I'll say, I'll say the cutting board, you know, get a cutting board mm-hmm. and get a knife and you don't have yeah. to get like an grain. don't get an grain cutting board. You don't have to get a wooden cutting board, get no. um like a nylon cutting board that you can cu- cut everything on. You can throw in the dishwasher, you can scrub it out, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you. One, you want to protect the surface that you're cutting on, but you also want to protect the knife to keep it sharp. Exactly. to your point, um, uh, a doll knife is an insanely dangerous knife. I'm never more frustrated if I'm somewhere trying to – I go to my mom's house and I'm cooking and like my brother and I got so frustrated. We just bought her a whole new knife set for Christmas just so like we don't have to fight knives in the – you know what I mean? In the house. (laughs) Um, Mandy and I uh, travel with knives whenever we go to uh yeah so do i yeah like
1: wherever wherever we go like we bring our own knives
0: yeah because it's just like it's maddening and then i will say too like if you're getting into cooking the other thing about having a decent knife and cutting setup is you're going to be able to practice cutting all sorts of stuff which means you'll get better at it and makes Mm -hmm. processing vegetables and things breaking down, uh, uh, you know, veg and, and, you know, chickens or proteins or whatever, uh, way, way less tedious and more enjoyable. So I'm with you. Yeah. I, I feel like the knife and cutting board and, um, you can get a Victoria Knox, you know, chef knife, eight inch chef knife, uh, mm-hmm. f- very, very inexpensively. It's like yeah. stamp steel. They're literally bulletproof. Um, mm-hmm. They keep an edge on it for a very long time. You can sharpen it. You can throw it in the trash when you're done and buy a new one in a couple of years. And like it's fine. It's totally fine. Yep. The handle on it is like a non-slip handle. It's what mm-hmm. they use in industrial kitchens, and uh, it's a really good good thing to start with.
1: Yeah, don't waste your time getting these, you know, as seen on TV things that help you cut vegetables. No, don't waste don't do your it. don't wait don't don't waste your money on those. S- use that money towards a nice set of knives, and it could just be two or three knives. Like that's really all you need: chef's knife, serrated knife, paring knife. Yep, yeah, that, that, that's all you need. Yeah, certainly don't, the yeah, start. Don't yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't have to go crazy. Um, don't buy these weird unitasker things. That don't buy slap chops. No. No, go buy yourself a nice knife set, decent quality knife set, and you're good.
0: Practice. Just practice cutting onions and carrots. Carrots are deceivingly tricky. They're hard. They're dense to get through They roll. Um, They get wider. So you need to adjust how you cut to keep your um, pieces relatively same size. You know, like those are the (laughs) things you should be thinking about and practicing when you're working through stuff.
1: And then also hand placement of the, of the vegetables and hand placement of your hand on the knife. Um, yep. Yep. But, but how you cut a vegetable is insanely important because you don't want to chop your finger off. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, keeping your fingers tucked in and then using your, the edge of your finger as a guide for the knife. Um, but please watch videos. If you know someone who knows how to cook who news, who knows how to do this, go to them and have them show you do not, do not rely yeah. on us, um, yeah. without, you know, because we can't physically show you. Uh, but if you know someone who knows how to cook, who knows how to chop vegetables properly, go to them, ask them, have them show you. Yeah.
0: So, uh, that's, I think that's a great point. Um, Not only the hand holding the vegetable, obviously, you want to keep that out of the way. And look, if you're going to be cooking forever, you are going to nick yourself with a knife. Like it's going to happen, but it's not going to be severe if you're, if you're like doing things correctly. You know, Mm -hmm. if if you're doing things incorrectly, you have a dull knife, you're putting way too much pressure on it. uh, You're holding it weird. You're like, that's going to be really, really, really dangerous. If you have a really sharp knife and you're practicing good uh, cutting etiquette, yeah, you might, you might nick yourself and it's going to be fine. Like it's totally Mm going to be fine, but you're not going to like drive a dull knife through your hand. Um, which will end like keep you in the ER or something,
1: exactly. Um, and also, like, take your take your time. There's no yeah. there's no rush. Um, like if you're cooking dinner for a family, take your time. They can wait. Uh, I you know they'd rather wait to have dinner than have blood in their food. Um, that's
0: a perfect. Uh, yes, nobody yeah, wants that.
1: Yeah, like don't rush. Take your time. Get comfortable with it. Yeah um maybe along
0: the lines too uh, I think this is a nice a nice tip so uh we, we we're kind of talking about cleaning uh you know cleaning the kitchen sponges whatever I don't love I don't love uh like industrial cleaners uh bleaches ammonias I don't there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons why I don't like them uh one like simply th- they can break down whatever surface you have. So, um, if you're using, if you have wood, if you have, uh, a stone, like they will eat away whatever protective surface they have over time. Um, also I don't think it's a good idea to like spray chemical aerosols in the area where you keep food, pots and pans and other things. Um, I understand why people get freaked out, um, and want to use that. Uh, but, that's why I have two types of cutting boards. Um, I have a wooden cutting board where I cut all my vegetables and things that don't harbor, you know, uh, salmonella or, you know, other Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, animal, animal, you know, born things. And I I have large, uh, they're very inexpensive, uh, you know, large um, sort of plastic or nylon cutting boards that I'll just set over top of my wooden cutting board process whatever I'm using and then that goes into the dishwasher or the sink. Typically the sink first and then the dishwasher. Um Mm -hmm. just to keep like things tidy. But you know, you cut a lot of onions and your wooden cutting board is going to get stinky. Right? Yeah. And it's wood. You can't soak it in the sink. And um uh you can you know clean it with like a soap detergent and stuff, but that often does not get this the stank out of the cutting board. Um, so here's what I do. I don't know if you do this kosher salt. I cover the surface of the cutting board with kosher salt, and then I cut lemons in half. Mm -hmm. I squeeze the lemon juice over it and I scrub, uh, the cutting board and salt with the lemon. Right. So it turns into like Mm -hmm. this slurry and I really, really, really scrub it like, you know, uh, as an, with the with like the salt and lemon as an abrasive. Uh, and that works really, really well.
1: So my one friend, um, who is a, uh, woodworker shout out to Corey Nalbone. he, he makes cutting boards and whenever he, you know, sells them to customers, he it includes care instructions. And that is one of the, um, the steps is using lemons and salt to help oh, get rid of nice. that smell. Yeah.
0: Okay. See, I knew so what been, I was doing. You've
1: been doing it. You've been doing it right this whole time.
0: Yeah. I just saw, uh, uh, the kitchen staff doing that in the back of a kitchen once. And I thought, Oh man, I'm going to do this at home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Um, what else? Okay. So, um, I guess keeping with the kitchen theme, we should probably do a much better job of, uh, <laughs> like marking like what we've talked about it's true yeah but we'll get there it's
0: fine we will get there yeah
1: um what about let me see here yeah we can edit out this long pause
0: snip 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 <laughs>
1: hold for editing yeah also I guess it depends on how how long you want to keep going
0: yeah, I mean we can maybe talk about one more thing.
1: Yeah, okay. What do you want to talk about?
0: I don't know. Um what about Do you have any? Maybe I don't know. What else what else is helpful in the kitchen? thoughts feels
1: yeah yeah what yeah let's do that okay what's your what's your i'm sorry go ahead
0: no 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 go ahead
1: i was gonna say what let's talk about gizmos and gadgets
0: okay i like gizmos and gadgets
1: what's your favorite gadget in the kitchen that's not like knives or pans or anything like that Mm -hmm, mm
0: mm-hmm yeah something that
1: you keep in the junk drawer not the junk drawer no it's a drawer. juncture drawer. it's a junk okay drawer. what do you keep yeah. in your junk drawer
0: what do i keep in it so um you 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 mentioned something earlier and you said the word unitasker which mm-hmm. um I'm, I, I like that you said that because uh there are a lot of them out there and yeah. they are so specific to doing one thing that you can often do with another thing So Mm -hmm. not only are you buying something that you're only ever going to use when you're doing that one thing, and it also takes up space in your uh, kitchen, right? That you could Mm be allocating for something else. So uh, I think it's, it's great to go into buying kitchen stuff with the mindset of does this thing only allow me to do something that I can do with a knife? Or Uh I can, you know, do with, you know, whatever. Um, That being said, (laughs) I have a unitasker um, that I actually think is kind of handy. Uh Okay, so I have a little thing that I put peeled garlic into and I roll it back and forth and it comes out minced. And it's it's only for garlic, but it is an immense time saver. Honestly, I haven't used it in a while because I actually don't even know where it is right now in the in the <laughs> in the junk drawer. Um, but it, um, I've used it definitely more than once, and I kind of like using it. It is a little bit of a pain in the ass to clean. Now, right. if if I was gonna, if you're asking me what one of my I think my new favorite thing as of late is um I use a thermometer a lot. Everybody should have a good mm-hmm. thermometer, but uh the mandolin, I really mm. like mm-hmm. the mandolin. It saves time. It's it is can be dangerous, but um, yeah, it's so if you, if you need something super thin, like I made a, um, Fennel and caracara orange salad, and for that, your fennel needs to be like paper thin like you can see through it, mm-hmm. so uh the mandolin comes comes in really nice for that
1: there's something so satisfying like when you're slicing something yeah ju- juicy like a cucumber mm-hmm. it just like glides, yeah, yeah, like over like over the blade, and then yeah. they just come out like paper thin like stacking up yeah and like yeah it's so like yeah juice flying everywhere yeah it's it's great I, i do like a
0: mandolin what about you
1: so it's funny you you talked about the garlic mincer because i have one too and that is my favorite kitchen tool really it is. Are you are you trolling are you trolling me right now?
0: I can't. I am not I am, not, like I am not
1: trolling you, my friend. Um it's so my, my one friend gave it to me years ago and and I was like, alright, I'll I'll use this. So it's like oh, it's a unitask or whatever. But and so instead of rolling it, it's like yeah, two halves that you put the garlic cloves in and it has like two it has like two rows of teeth on the top and the bottom and then you twist it with your hands. And the teeth just like.
0: I think he gave what? you a. I think he gave you a pot grinder. I don't think that's a garlic
1: grinder. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I didn't, like it, it. It could be. Uh, I. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't touch the stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, but so that's um, and it's it's not used for anything else, just garlic.
1: I use ginger. In it too oh,
0: okay yeah that'd be yeah. good okay i could yeah. see that
1: like it- if there's a recipe that calls for garlic and ginger i'll just throw them both in and whoop, 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 minces it up in like seconds and yeah. it's i mean like yeah i could do it with a knife but oh man it's just so nice to have it minced up like uniformly because mm-hmm. sometimes mincing garlic can be a little tedious yeah um there's nothing like nothing wrong you could perfectly do it perfectly fine with a knife but this device it's just so nice
0: that's cool oh here's another yeah. um here's another one uh because it, it can do both of these things and it actually isn't a unitasker it, it i think that if you have a little bit of money uh get yourself a microplane Mm-hmm. yeah get yourself a microplane you can you can that's usually how the thought of like chopping ginger is like hell no i'm not going to do that um the microplane you can run that through there you can run garlic through it um Mm -hmm. i think i might actually get a second microplane so i have like uh one for smelly things like garlic uh and ginger and stuff and then maybe one for cheese because i often grate um my cheese for like pastas and stuff with the microplane as well
1: and for zesting as well And for zesting. Maybe I need three. I think you can get away with two. I
0: probably need three.
1: I have. Dude, I have one that I use for all three of those things.
0: Me too. I do too. Yeah. But I like the idea of having like different handled ones. This is like OCD or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. Oh, okay. Oh, the yellow handled That one's for the zest. Uh, Oh, okay. The white handled ones for the cheese. You know, like that's where my head goes. (laughs) I just like the idea of these different colored microplanes.
1: Mm -hmm. Actually no, I'm sorry. We have two. Oh, one that has okay. a handle, that, one that has a handle that folds and one that's like long and skinny, but I use both of them for like all three of those things as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. I do love them. I love the microplane. If I do if too. there's something that is in I even keep the, you know, protective shield on it cuz I really really like that tool a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um what's another? I'm trying to think of another Good
0: one. Um, when you're cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, maybe you're making a sauce or a chili or, you know, something with a lot of veg, whatever, like you're just cooking. Um, what is your go to utensil to sort of move things around in the pan with? A wooden spoon. Wooden spoon.
1: Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just only because like, you know, it's safe for like nonstick and it, like, it won't scratch up, it won't scratch up your stainless steel or your nonstick pans. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's great for whenever I, you know, wanted to like taste stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes a, uh, silicone spatula doesn't really work all that well. And then, um, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it gets like all fucked up and it like, it, it can burn and, all this other stuff but yeah i use no.
0: um it's like the it's probably the cheapest wooden utensil but it's not the spoon shape it's sort of a flat it has like oh. a flat mm-hmm. uh edge and yeah i use it 90 like if i'm cooking a, that i'm probably using that thing
1: yeah that can help yeah. like do, like scrape up yeah fond and that's what i like I, I like that stuff. it
0: sort of is a is, uh, doubles as a scraper when i'm yeah. uh when i'm cooking you know i like mm, that a lot mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah those are those are great wooden spoon all the way
0: yeah, yeah. you ever get threatened but like your mom growing up did you ever you know i'm gonna get the wooden spoon out or is that just my childhood
1: Uh, I feel like this is like most kids' childhoods. I never experienced that. It was more of a like my dad was gonna like throw a shoe at me, (laughs) which is like more more uh threatening than a spoon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it was always I never got I never got the spoon. Thankfully, I got plenty of other things. But um, it was always the a a threat, an empty threat. Mm. You know. Yeah. Maybe it's like an Italian Italian thing too. It's like I'm gonna get the spoon. Like I don't know that's how the,
1: my parents I th- I grew th- I up it, i think it might be an italian italian american thing yeah
0: i'm going to get the yeah. wooden spoon <laughs> yeah. it's always like i'm <laughs> going to get the wooden spoon it's not like i'm going to get the spoon i'm going to get the wooden spoon
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's when you know like shit's going down
0: yeah. like that's that's the yeah. that's the sunday sauce spoon you know <laughs> yeah. it's hefty that's the one that's coming out
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, it's like oh that shit's gonna hurt
0: yeah I like this I like this um, talking about the stuff because uh, (laughs) yeah the stuff well it's easy to get caught up in it and I've done it you know like there's all there's all these like cool gadgets and there's like beautiful knives and you know Uh everybody's coming out with something new and um, yeah I think uh, we should we could should definitely keep talking about this because I, I do think it dovetails into another conversation about um you know celebrity endorsed stuff or products made yeah. by uh influencers but also like uh there's new products coming out like david david chang has um really thoughtful functional stuff that um he's kind of coming out with that i think we could mm-hmm. certainly take a look at or test even yep. Um, yep. which, which seems really cool, but, um, I don't know. Like let's, let's hear from, uh, the listeners here. Would, what do you want us to talk about? You can email us at scratch at gmail.com. Uh, also like like, and subscribe that really helps, you know, hit the, hit the stars, subscribe, listen.
1: Yeah. Also cop comment on the, on this video as well. What's your favorite huh. what's what's your favorite kitchen utensil? Your favorite Unitasker, your guilty pleasure, uh unit Unitasker kitchen gadget. We wanna know. We do wanna know. Are we calling it? Is that episode three in the books? Um I I'd say that's episode three, but uh I do wanna uh, again I wanna thank Susan for being our very first hogaholic to email us so so susan thank you so much uh we'd love to hear from you again
0: suzanne oh what'd i say susan wrong emphasis it's
1: okay sorry she's she's sorry sorry. she's (laughs) she's not a hogaholic anymore she's not a
0: hogaholic damn damn i'm
1: sorry suzanne yeah Suze.
0: um love it hogaholic we need more we Uh, do and yeah, episode three in the books. Um, like, subscribe, and hope you hope you tune in next next week, next time, whenever we drop these things.
1: Yes. Okay, man. And Zach, Zach, love your face.
0: I love I love your face. Take it easy, buddy.
1: All right, you too, bud. Bye. Bye.